Welcome to the Rock and Movies Podcast. This is Garlo Lopez, your host of the show. Uh, thanks again for joining me uh, for episode four. Uh, wow, what a busy week. Busy, crazy week, fun week of movies and other stuff. <laughs> uh, just quick note, World Series is set. Astros against the Braves. So, uh, but uh, moving on, just uh, first wanted to start the show with, uh, once again, this is not a political show and I... I don't know about your beliefs and all that, but 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 a pretty bad accident occurred on set of Alec Baldwin's movie. I think Rust. Um, the the cinematographer, her, her name is Helena Hutchins. She accidentally passed away in an accident there on set. So um, just wanted to, you know, kind of give the condolences to her and her family and all the cast and crew that went through that tragic accidents pretty 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 sad um and joel souza uh, who also got hurt uh, and um alec baldwin of course uh, if, if you haven't heard i'm sure you you all know now um uh, bad accident on thursday so uh sometimes when you're making movies these accidents happen it happened uh with with brandon lee in crow and uh for those of you old schoolers probably remember that movie and the soundtrack was amazingly great but just, you know, wanted to, you know, keep politics out of this, but just to, to give our condolences here, uh, you know, from the show uh, to all of them, because it's something that, you know, Alex going to have to live with the rest of his life as well. I've seen some unfavorable memes and those kind of things. And when it comes to tragedy like that, when somebody, you know, gets killed or accidentally hurt, it's never any, anything to really uh, make fun of or, you know, make fun of somebody, you know, just, to, I don't know why, but just to do that kind of thing. I don't think it's called for. And, you know, hey, whatever your beliefs are on somebody, just remember that there's families affected by this, the crews and people that were there and, and the people behind the scenes that saw this accident. But anyway, enough of that. Just wanted to say, you know, hey, give our condolences to the family of Helena Hutchins. God bless you. And, and uh, uh, may you go up in peace. Um, now moving on, this is like, so it's a, it's a great week. Uh, I'm going to, you know, review Halloween kills and Dune. So those are the two movies that I will review this week. Um, music, there's some news there too, you know, uh, but we'll get there. But once again, I just wanted to start that show with that. But now here, here, as far as for Halloween kills, <clears throat> I had to watch it a few times just to get my perspective on it, you know? Um, and once again, it's, brings back, you know, David Gordon Green and, and, and Danny McBride. I mean, I think they did a, a great job here. It's called Halloween Kills, and trust me, it's, it's, there's a lot of kills, and it's very cool kills, and, you know, it's, that part of it's fun, so, but I will give you my rating, but uh, as far as the cast, it's, brings back, of course, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, you know, what would kind of a Halloween be without her at some point? There's been a few without her, but she's awesome. Judy Greer comes back as her daughter, Karen, and she does a great job, too. Um, the thing about this movie, I'm trying not to give out too much spoilers, but it's already been out a week. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's on Peacock and your theater. I suggest the theater with a group of people, a pack house, because it's fun. And, you know, this Halloween Kills has, you know, the shape, which that's Michael Myers, if you don't know. He's called The Shape. Well, James Jude Courtney does an amazing job here. 
and Nick Castle. And then we get uh, Aaron Armstrong, who plays the shape in 1978, because they do flashbacks, uh, which is cool. Um, but so there's three shapes, but it's they're so good. I mean, I've heard people say it's like John Wick, you know, but this Michael Myers kills and they're not messing around. OK, so uh, this was a fun movie. Uh, it was good. There's a, a character that I really like. First of all, the actor, but somebody who dies in the other movie maybe comes back to life. So that made me pretty happy. I was really happy about that. You know, I, I love this actor. Um, I'm trying not to give you guys any spoilers if you haven't seen it, but I jumped up because sometimes it's nice when a movie, you know, trailers and things that come out on a movie, they don't give you everything. They don't, they don't, uh, spoil it for you so when you go watch the movie it's fresh it's cool you know and then you get really excited because i hate when i see a, a trailer and then they give you everything and all the especially like in comedy movies when they give you all the funny stuff and all of that and then there's nothing more funny to laugh at i, I hate when they do that but it's just give me as little as possible but keep me interested you know back when i was young when I was a kid, <laughs> we had Starlag magazine, you know, Fangoria and some of these magazines that you would see like, uh, or, you know, a, a picture of Han Solo on indoor. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is I can't wait. Or a clip of Rocky, just him with his belt on for Rocky three. It just meant it the little the little bit. So when you go watch the movie, excuse me, when you go watch the movie, you're you're surprised. And you can enjoy it better. And you can eat your full bag of candies, trust me. Um, so this had some originals from 78 come back. Kyle Richards, Kylie Richards comes back and she plays Lindsay. And Nancy Stevens, who plays Marion. Nurse Marion, which in the original 78 version, she's the nurse with Dr. Loomis in the beginning. And, and she lives then. And I can't say about now, but... Uh, it was just a good cast, uh, you know, Will Patton. And uh, now I was talking to my buddy who's a little harder on it, you know. And uh, But, you know, as far as for me, I'm a little uh, mixed because I got to meet, you know, uh, Michael Anthony Hall, you know, Anthony Michael Hall, whichever he goes by um, in person. Got to talk to him a little bit about the movie and stuff. And, and honestly, you know, I think – a lot of people are going to see him as over the top, his character. And he plays Tommy Doyle, which Tommy Doyle is the little boy in the first part that comes back, you know, as an adult, you know. And so I was kind of thinking about it as I watched this. I said, well, he's over the top. OK, I'm not going to give him an out. I'm not going to give him that. I think it was a little too much. And I think that, you know, they could have toned him down just a bit uh, because, you know, it's just, it's, it was too strong. Now, remember, going back to 78, I do have to point out, though, that Tommy was bullied as a kid by Lonnie, another character in this movie, which is funny because they did a good job with him. And he's, he's definitely uh, a big part of this movie as well. And he, you know, he's played by Robert Longstreet as an adult. And Robert also came out in Midnight Mass, which was really good. Um, so that's another show. That show's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's pretty cool. And so I've seen him that, and I was like, wow, this guy is in that movie too, right? And then Charles Cyphers, Lee Brackett, the original Sheriff Lee Brackett's in it. 
Um, but with with uh, Michael Anthony Hall, he's playing Tommy. Uh, so, uh, but really over the top. But remember, Tommy was bullied as a kid. Remember, they pushed him. He gets his pumpkin broken and all that stuff. And they were mean to him. They were bullied. And then he got slapped by Michael Myers. You know, that could really screw you up. <laughs> you know, it could screw you up in the future. It could really make you bitter, angry. Because remember, they're friends and family and babysitters. They all they got killed. And so for them, it's different. So for, for Tommy, I can see maybe why he's a little over the top. Just remember, he was bullied and he was chased by Michael Myers when he was a kid. I mean, I know some bullied people that, that have lists, you know, that, that are still angry, still bitter. And I know some personal friends like that, you know. So, but anyway, I'm not giving him an out. I still think he was a little over the top for me. And uh, the mob scene, there's a mob scene. There's some mob justice. The town is angry, mad. That's given to you in the trailer they want to they want revenge they want they don't want michael to come and kill people so you know some of that is a little over the top as well uh because you know it's it is but we just saw that and like i said not no politics i don't care which way you view this but we just saw you know a big mob justice type scene in washington so i could see it you know it happens and we've seen it so right that's the truth so uh, that part, a little over the top, but I could see it happening. Now, you know, this part is the part originally. Now, this is the part three from part one. So there's like four timelines in Halloween. You know, you got Halloween, one, the original two, and then three came out, Season of the Witch, which I hope they make another sequel to that with Tom Atkins because that's a great movie by itself. But back then, like me as a kid, I go, where's, where's Michael Myers? He's not in this. It's not even a Halloween movie, but John Carpenter was trying to do anthologies where it was kind of like a creep show or Tales of the Crypt or something. He was going to do that. Well, it failed because people thought Michael Myers, but now it's a cult classic. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's definitely a fun Halloween movie. But the cool thing about that movie is the masks. So those masks are actually in these Halloween movies, which is, you know, the newer timeline. Uh, basically part two and three, the last 2018 when it came out. And then this one are part two and three from the original part one. Now next year is Halloween ends, which is going to be kind of part four. But now there's so, you know, there's different timelines and you want me to get into that? I can uh, just shoot me an email, Carlo X Lopez at rockandmovies.com. And, but they're everywhere. You can find it online or whatever, but that is, uh, it's pretty cool though because this movie, it is a fun movie. Uh, to to hand it to to Danny McBride and David Gordon Green and that, I mean they did a good job. And then John Carpenter's soundtrack, I mean, it just starts off John Carpenter. You know the credits start rolling, boom. You know, and that is just it. You know you're gonna get a good soundtrack, and and it really is. He ups the ante. He does some good stuff with his soundtrack. He's just a master, and that's John Carpenter soundtracks and movies. I just, you know, I can't even, you know, one day I will get into John Carpenter and soundtracks and things, and I'll bring some friends on. We can talk about that. But, you know, as far as the the soundtrack was great, the kills are great. Some of the Tommy uh, is probably over the top uh, for me. But thanks to the kills, thanks to the soundtrack, the classic characters, I think some of them, May or may not come back, but thanks to, you know, you know, 
Lori Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, her being held back a little bit kind of let the other characters shine a little bit more in this movie. What are they going to do? How are they affected? Right. So Lori kind of steps it back, which leads to this next one, which will show clearly have a big part in, in this one. But but overall, full bag of candies, you know, for sure. Um, Tommy Doyle, if you can get over his rage, you'll be OK. Mob scene. OK. But, you know, overall kills are great. Stocking's great. It's Michael Myers. It's Halloween. We got a week to go before Halloween. I mean, it's the best time of the year, like I said. So go enjoy it. Go check it out in the dark. Check it out at the movies. Go go support it. Go to the theater with the with the other fans because it's the kills are funny. They're good. They're they're you laugh at certain ones. There's one I just can't ruin it, but it just made me laugh so much that I go, gosh, am I sick or what? Or is the are are we that sick nowadays that we find it funny? But killing and horror on movies is one thing. Real life is different. As long as you know how to <laughs> cut the, the line, it's it's a movie. It's supposed to be fun and scary. You know, a lot of us are here because of scary movies, trust me. Uh but but uh it's it's uh it's a fun movie, full bag of candies. And remember if you're diabetic, get yourself some sugar-free candies, right? Uh next movie, Dune. And I just I read the book. I, I wanted to read the book before the movie came out because I wanted to heard about this masterpiece of Dune. Frank Frank Herbert, you know. Um, I said, well, I'm I'm trying to dig into some old books, you know, Bram Stoker, Dracula, just Mary Shelley Frankenstein, just trying to get into some old school books that are written so long ago, you know. And uh so I decided I'm gonna read Dune before the movie comes out. So I, I decided to read it. I mean, a book from 1965. I mean, that's man, what 40 years, you know, a lot, or, or you know, long, actually almost 60 years. But this book was written, and it's it's a big book, you know, it's 647 pages, of mine, but it's got that superscript, so could easily be a seven, eight, nine hundred page book with bigger letters, but uh, or bigger font or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I ain't the the greatest technical guy, but. Regardless, I wanted to read this book before the movie came out because, you know, I, Dennis Villanueva, I don't mean Villanueva, but, you know, either way, the director, you know, he's, he's very visual. He is one of these guys that, you know, just he knows how to do science fiction and just that visual stuff in the sound, you know, but but I wanted to read the book. So I read the book, finished it about two months ago. Really great book, just you know, as a sci-fi and as sci-fi people, you you know, may love it more than a normal reader. But man, I tell you, if you just try to give it a shot, if you want to invest into a world that started in '65 by Frank Herbert, it's and I'm going to read the rest of the series. There's six books. There's a lot of books in the series that um, I'm I definitely want to get into them. You know, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune. God Emperor of Dune, Heretics of Dune, and Chapter House of Dune. So those are some of the books in that uh, order. But I just, I, I think, you know, this movie, I just saw it Thursday. And the cast was was amazing. They were great. You know, some people might say, well, it's a little long, it's drag. But you got to build it. Some of the character building, you you know, and that's really spot on with the book. You, you know, it's not 
he doesn't really build these characters up so much. It's just kind of introductions and you're starting to learn who these characters are because some of them pass away. That's the book. They die, you know, but you don't know, you know. And so, but I thought that this movie was very stunning, visually awesome. And go watch it if you can on the big screen. Watch it in Dolby Atmos, okay? And that's the, the new surround sound that, you know, they have the speakers on top of the ceiling around you. So you're immersed in that sound. Talk about sounding like a plug-in for Dolby Atmos. And I'm, trust me, I'm working on a system at home that has that. Because it is truly a movie that was made for Dolby Atmos. I'm telling you, this movie is, first of all, it's got a great cast, a great story based on a great book. It's pretty spot on. I mean, most movies are kind of hit and miss when it comes to translation onto the big screen. But this movie here, man, I tell you, it is amazing. So give me some of the characters. Timothy Chalamet plays Paul Atreides. He does a great job because in the book, he starts off as a young boy, young man, young boy, and he grows into a man and, you know, he has to come become maybe a savior of some sort, you know, in the future. Uh, you had Rebecca Ferguson, which I'm really, you know, liking her. She played Lady Jessica Atreides and that's his mom. They have a, they, I mean, they, and it's in the book. They have a great relationship. She's a witch as well, and she teaches him, you know, how to use his skills. And so he could could or could not be a chosen one. Uh, you get Oscar Isaac, which, come on, Oscar's the shit. Sorry. Well, I, I'm saying one cuss word. <laughs> but he's done a lot of cool stuff. I look forward to him in Moon Knight. I just, I'm so stoked for that. Uh, Jason Moma, man, I just love this guy, man. And Duncan Idaho. And Stellan Skarsgård, one of these guys that, I mean, everything he does, it's good. You know, Thor, whatever he does, you know, he's he's just the man, you know. He's got a great acting family. You know, he had uh, Josh Brolin. You know, we know him. He plays, you know, Gurney. Javier Bardem. I mean, come on. He's, what, Oscar winner? This guy is amazing. So, and Dave Bautista, man, he's he's up and coming, man. I'm telling you, he's like the new rock. He's doing stuff. He's He plays a good character. And, and. And he, you believe it, the character he plays, you know, and then Zendaya, which my buddy doesn't, you know, care for her too much. I'm like, I'm OK with her. Uh, but uh, overall, this movie was 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 visually stunning. Once again, the story follows the book so close. I'm so and this is only part one. So remember, go and support it. Go hopefully go to the theater to see this thing because you got to see it. Invest two and a half hours. You know, it's a long movie. But then part two is coming out, hopefully, because it would be a, a travesty if we do not get the next part of Dune. And because this world is amazing, the the spaceships, the, the, the scale, I mean, it's huge. It is huge. So, you know, it's, it's something you got to see. And full bag of candies and a half. I'm giving it a bag and a half of candies because because it was so close to the book. It was just very uh, visually stunning. The sound was great. You felt it. And, and you knew that these characters, the actors, the, the, the producers, everybody behind this movie was 100% into this, man. You could tell it was very, very well put together. And, you know, it's, uh, it was a great movie. And just kind of 
just remember that Harkonnens are, are evil, you know, House Atreides, they're the good guys, you know, and we have the Fremen. You might call them Freemen, but they're Fremen, and that's the local people that are that are living on the desert planet, you know, and it's a desert planet, dude, you know, so uh, they're the ones that can twist this war one way or the other, you know, and they, and, and it's just the way that they live is, is this is a desert planet. And I'm just giving you a little bit. Water is the commodity. Just remember water is the commodity. What do people do here when things go bad, COVID and all that? They drink, take, take all the water. You imagine if you have a planet with, with, no water. So it is, it is truly a, an amazing spectacle. It's, it's very fun. It's very good. And once again, bag and a half of candies on this one, check it out in the theater. Uh, just go and, you know, um, enjoy yourself, immerse yourself because hopefully part two will come out and more because this is a fun world. It's, it's got all kinds of cool stuff in it. The book's great. The movie's great. So once again, full bag, you know, bag and a half, bag and a half of candies on that one. Enjoy it. Get yourself some popcorn and a drink as well. Hey, do it. Go go check it out. Um, music news. Like I said, I'm, I try to keep these podcasts a little short, but there's just a lot going on this week. But music news, Coldplay just announced their world tour. You know, they're coming here uh, to America. So um, I was lucky enough, like I told you in an episode before, uh, how the Hurricane blew Coldplay away from Houston and I couldn't see them. I was across the street and couldn't see them. So I was like, damn you, you know, Hurricane, whatever your name was. Hurricane, I don't give a crap. Uh, <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> and so uh, they just, you know, I was fortunate enough that I was a, a past percher. So I was able to get tickets pretty easily. And I will be on the floor energizing their show because they're going to have a kinetic floor, which actually powers up the show, powers their stage, powers their electronics. And so while we're dancing and jumping and all that, we're creating this energy that's going to actually charge the show. I mean, how that's that's thinking. I don't know. That's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome that they're they're doing that stuff. So uh, coming to next year, but they're coming to Dallas, Houston, you know, several big cities around. Uh, so go out there if you want to see an amazing show, amazing band that has hits old and new. Uh, the new album's great, you know. Um, yeah, then then so check it out. But anyways, very happy they announced their tour. Sammy Hagar and the circle, they're doing the tour. And if if you want to go see some good rock and roll, this band has a lot of hits. And but Sammy Hagar and the circle, it's it's Vic Johnson, amazing guitar player. You got you know Jason Bonham, it's John Bonham's son from Led Zeppelin, and then you have um uh, Michael Anthony from, of course, Van Halen and all Sammy's side projects. They're doing tours, and so they're coming to Texas as well. They're calling it the, the Toast to Texas tour. Now, of course, some people are being political about that, too. So don't don't be. Go rock and roll, you know, because it's been a long time since I rock and rolled, right? That's one of their songs they play, and it is awesome. So uh, just remember, you know, Sammy Hagar and the Circle are out. It's a fun show. Before COVID hit, me and Erica, my fiance, we were able to go see them at the rodeo here down in San Antonio, Texas. And it was the last show that we saw for a while. Now that they're coming back, we, we've gone to just a, a handful. And George Thorogood's on tour. And I love George Thorogood. When I review his concert, I will definitely tell you a story about the past. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet him. 
um, and seeing him a few times. Uh, a couple new albums, you know, there's uh, uh, Slash, his new album, Four, with uh, Miles Kennedy and Conspirators just dropped. Um, you know, you want to, once again, hear some good old bluesy rock and roll. You know how Slash does it. And Miles Kennedy, an amazing, incredible singer. He's one of the best. I mean, I was fortunate enough to see them front row and one of my buds, shout out to Frank. Frank's birthday was this Friday where I was able to see a local band here called Whiskey Bliss. And they're a great cover band. And if you're in the San Antonio area and you've probably heard of them or seen them, go check them out, man. Whiskey Bliss, they're a fun, heavy band that just rocks. And and they're so good. It, it was a fun night. And also the Astros won. So, uh, <laughs> But anyway, it was it's uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a great band. So we were able to meet the drummer of the band thanks to my friend Frank, who's a drummer, and and so that was kind of cool to 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 actually meet him and see them jam up there with Slash and Ozzy. So that was a fun show. It was a great show. It was a couple years ago. Now I've seen Slash again with Guns N' Roses. So uh, hopefully Guns N' Roses will come back here in this uh, part of the country so we can check them out. Uh, but once again, support your local artists, support your local bands. If you have any cool bands that sound good or you think they're good, you know, shoot them, shoot them to me, uh, email them, you know, Carl X Lopez at rockinmovies.com. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put them out here. I'll shout out to them, you know, because I'm really looking for new musicians, new music stuff to push because I'm old school, bro. And sisters, <laughs> I love all the old stuff. You know, I was so sad. I don't know if I mentioned that, you know, when when Dusty Dusty passed away from ZZ Top, that that hurt me. I don't know if I talked about that, but ZZ Top, love him. Got to meet, you know, Billy. Great guy. Amazing dude. Uh, one of the best guitarists ever and actually played with Jimi Hendrix. I mean, come on. How cool is that? Well, you know, that's just it's it's uh, fun. But regardless, moving on music, just support local artists because you don't know what they're going to grow up into. And once again, remember, thank you for joining the show. I appreciate it. Episode four, we're moving forward. I'm trying to connect to different streaming services and working on that. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's neat to express some of this stuff out to you guys and whoever's listened. Thank you. First of all, because the more likes spread it out, more likes, the better I can start moving up the list. We're starting off small, but we got big things in the future coming. And I've met met some really great people this weekend who, you know, hopefully can come on the show one day. But um, not not to, just to keep pushing this longer. But thank you again for joining the show. Remember to go out there, love someone, hug someone, pick someone up, do something good, and help somebody else out because we all could use that helping hand. You just never know what you're doing and how you can help somebody else out there and do that. Help them. Well, God bless all of you. Have a great week. Enjoy the movies. Get out there. Enjoy your local music scene. Get out there because you got to do it. Enjoy it. Enjoy your life. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. You have a good one.